Welcome to It's a Mimic with your DMs, Adam, Dan, and Terry. Welcome to a special episode of It's a Mimic. Uh, I'm DM Adam. To my left is... Sam. Oh, I'm on the left. DM Dan. My God. And we say my... our own names, but we always fuck that up. Don't yeah. We? No, just you two. Terry, <laughs> say your name now. <laughs> it's Terry. There you we said go. it. I'm helping. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a special episode. Uh, we just ran a big thousand followers uh, giveaway on Woo-woo. Instagram. So thank you very much, everybody who thank is you guys. following us there. Um, tell your friends. Uh, so that we can get to 2,000 and do another round of this. Because uh, what we give away is a special short episode to one lucky person who uh, who entered the giveaway. Yep. So the person that won is uh, Terry Waves uh, from the All Natural 20s. Uh, her uh, Instagram handle is at T-A-R-I Terry underscore Waves underscore A-N-2-0. So uh, she asked us to talk a little bit about our DM inspiration. Uh, so we're going to go through it. Here, but let's roll initiative and see who gets to talk in what order, okay, guys? Yes. Fitting. Uh, Dan's going first, I'm going second, and Terry will talk to Terry last. Sorry, Tari, Terry is going last. Oh, see how those are two different names? Those are two different names, okay. So, here's here's the full question, okay? Uh, she says, I'm always interested in learning about other folks' inspiration in gaming, like what sparks a story or a character for you, or ways to spark that for your players. But she says, uh, I think that I'd like you to talk about the broad strokes, like overall themes of the campaign, NPC choices, and storylines. So where do you come up with your overall themes for the campaign? Dan? So what I'll do is, uh, we brought this up before when we talked about our session zero. Um, I, I asked the group what kind of campaign they want to play. And that's kind of my, my, my first go-to. If I start planning a bunch of pirate names and boat names and river names and everything else and they go no we want to be in a haunted uh, village in the middle of the desert well that's not gonna work so i i i ask the group what they want to play and then i go from there um and my next step will be before i put any pen to paper before i write anything down um i read and i what are you imbibe, reading? Like menus? imbibe material that fits that theme so if they say uh this actually happened recently um i had a bunch of guys say we want to do a horror themed campaign so i started reading a bunch of stephen king and watching a bunch of horror movies and um really diving into psychoses and, and going down weird rabbit trails on the dsm like to like pull out different mental things and then um, did you say BDSM? He did not. No. This was the episode that we were not going to say it. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Th- thanks, guys. Um, so I, I, I dove into those to just get an idea of the atmosphere I wanted to set. Um, I find it's very important to start with atmosphere. Start with this kind of understanding of the type of attitude you want your players to But that's to a have. social contract with this that goes into it too. Right? Yeah, a little bit, yeah. yeah. Like, if, if you're playing a horror campaign, but you have uh, people who have had, uh, have issues with kids for some reason in their real life, and because of that, don't want children involved in the horror campaign at all, okay, cool, I'm not pulling on that. But So, what I will do is, after I'm done reading through uh, books or reading or watching these shows or, or, or doing what I can there and imbibing media, um, at that point, I will then um, 
create a very important cast of characters that feels like the party might meet them. So if they're going uh, to let's move on to the NPCs in a second. Dave. NPCs in yeah. a second. So we're just doing just, straight just campaign. Theme. Right now. Yeah. Okay. Just campaign. Um, so I I will uh, try to set a central city or village for them to be in. I tend to go small with my village uh, right off the bat. I don't drop the party in a big vil- uh, big city right off the bat because that's way too much work. To I don't think up. Dan knows what theme means. I was talking setting. Daniel, <laughs> theme, thematic, atmosphere. Yeah, I, I, I pull on these stories. Let, let me get to it. Okay. Um, Daniel's going to try again. But he's got to, His face says he doesn't really know what he's talking about. He's just going to try something else to see if it works. <laughs> no, I'm just going to soldier on ahead and hopefully I come to a proper answer. And that's Dan's theme. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, no, so I'll, I'll, I'll start building this village and I will start injecting theme into the village with the people that they meet, with the structure of the buildings, with the description of the buildings and the town and the environs around the where the group will start the campaign. After that, I leave a lot of it up to the players after they have spent a session or two within within this village and have met the players, they will. I pay attention to what they respond to in the game, right? And then if someone cringes at something but is still having a good time, I will put more of that thing in. Um, if if no, <laughs> no, no, keep keep going. We're not saying anything. Um, <laughs> Fuck you guys. Adam, I tried. I didn't say anything. I'm proud of you. I didn't say anything. All right. Fuck you guys. That is what I will do. I I will imbibe media and stuff that fits the tone agreed upon in the uh, session zero. And then I will use that inspiration that I get. If it's a horror campaign, I'm pulling from Stephen King. If it's a pirate campaign, I'm watching Pirates of the Caribbean or the Caribbean. Or the Caribbean, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of the three of us who (laughs) live there. Oh, oh, shut up, bitches. Shit. Um, I, can't, I don't even have to come back to that. Nice. So, uh, if it's a uh, medieval campaign, I'm watching like Excalibur or uh, Game of Thrones or something like that. Like, I'm, I'm watching media, I'm reading books that pull on that uh, tone that the players have said they want to uh, dive into. And that is what I'm going to be using as my inspiration for. Um, and you mean said. Not necessarily saying out loud, but what they're responding to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, said out loud a little bit as well in the yeah, session I mean, zero. But I mean, right? like when you said, like when they're telling you, it's like they're telling you by how they're enjoying the campaign. Exactly. Yeah. And like if my party comes to me and says, we want a sci-fi campaign. Well, then I'm looking at systems first before I'm going at, into uh, media because I want to see what systems can best help facilitate a sci-fi type campaign, right? Yeah. Fifth edition has its strengths in uh, medieval-style might and magic sword and sorcery level uh, storylines and narratives. It's weak, but still possible to do horror campaigns. Uh, It's not the fit for your superheroes or your sci-fi or... That's that's a different argument. I disagree with you. We'll we'll get into that another time. Yeah, I... It's one of those things where it's like, I'm determined to make sci-fi work well with D&D. But, uh, uh, I, I actually have a system for it, but well, again, yeah, again, that's me. Yeah. Another time, all right, Adam, so, you're next. Um, I, I'm going to extrapolate a little bit on what you talked about, Dan, with as far as the um, session zero. What you should do when you're DMing with the session zero, we've talked about it in the past. You can go back and listen to the other um, episodes about uh, kind of the comfort zones people have and expectations that people uh, are bringing to the table. But we should not really have any concept of what the game itself is going to look like yet. 
just as they don't know what their character is going to look like yet. They have a general idea that they want to be a tiefling barbarian for some crazy reason, but they don't know exactly what the ins and outs of every skill and feat and everything else is that they take. So you as a DM, or me as a DM, I'm going to come to the table with three or four different options. I'm going to say, hey, look, I'm thinking an evil campaign. I'm thinking fire plane. I'm thinking uh, straight, strict horror, where our max level is level six. I'm thinking uh, city under siege. Which one interests you guys? And because I'm not married to any single given um, idea, whatever the group decides as a whole, you know what, we really like an evil campaign on the fire plane. Oh, shit, okay, yeah, all right, let's do that, right? And then they're, they're going to jump into that. And now you're thinking hellscapes, right? You're not in the nine hells, but you're in the fire plane. But you're, th- you're thinking hellscapes yeah. because of, you know, fiery geysers and volcanoes and lava and that kind of shit too, right? Yeah. I do have one question for you, Adam. Um, because of the way you do things, I've always jumped into your campaigns in the middle, Yeah. right? Yeah, or, in a late edition, yeah. Or um, you had literal months to plan before session one, and we all knew, okay... We're going to take the summer off, and in the fall, we're starting off with a new campaign. Yeah. Or, or we're going to take a month off and start with this new campaign, right? Um, how do you do this with your group of friends who's like, okay, next week we're playing D&D. We're doing our session zero this week. What are you prepping before session one in a week to start a campaign? Okay. okay so I'll, I'll touch on that when it's my turn as well. All right. Actually, uh, but. Thematically only? Uh, okay, look, I, you say, I abide media, I read Stephen King for horror, or I'll watch some science fiction. I am a giant nerd that lives by myself. I have already done this, yeah. right? So I've got kind of a, a wealth of information. I like your idea of, of taking from, from this or that. Yeah. But if, and, if, and don't pull like your entire plot from one book or one show or one movie. Yeah, you'll like, show your desperation if you do that. Right? Yeah, you will. Uh, yeah. Uh, which, yeah, that was a, Happy accident. So, uh, but like pick and choose different little themes throughout. But yes, but I'm going to say try to find the secondary theme in a popular piece of fiction. For example, I still believe that uh, Star Wars, the uh, the original one, is a western. More than anything else, it's a western, right? I think that um, Firefly, uh, the show, is a western. It happens to be set in space. But there's no aliens in that one. It, it is a straight Western. You have horses and thieves and so on and so forth. Therefore, if I want to do a Western theme uh, campaign, I'm going to steal from the science fiction show over here that maybe nobody else has seen. Mm-hmm. And one of the best things that uh, that Matt Coville ever said was, find the thing you love that no one else has heard of and stick it in your game. Yeah. Right? Because you can just That's straight great. rip it. Yeah. yeah. Right? So... Um, and everybody's got weird shit that they're into, and I just I, that came out wrong. But you know what I'm talking about yeah. weird <laughs> things that that nobody else seems to be into. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that there is a whole whack of great thematic stuff that's available in anime, and it doesn't have to be your your big temple Dragon Ball um, Pokemon level stuff. You can get into the stuff that only has two seasons and it's sitting on Netflix and nobody's watched it mm-hmm. in your circle of friends. Give it a shot. Watch through it. Put it on in the background until something goes, you know, some clicks and say, oh, you know what? That's, that is exactly what I'm looking for. I'd play the shit out of a sci-fi Knights of Sidonia um, yeah, man. D&D game. So, that would be freaking awesome. Um, anyway, that's, I'm just waiting for a campaign that one of you guys run where the entire thing is about how friendship is magic. That we're going to have issues. There's no friendship in my games, Dan. No, there isn't. No, there's no. none whatsoever. None. Even your familiar hates you in my Yes, game. yes. Um, that's true. There's actively no spits yeah. on me. Wow. And shits on me. Um, the only time that there were two friends in the game, one of them died. 
Yeah, <laughs> Terry. So uh, no, but as far as uh, as theme goes, talk to the players and give them options ahead of time because and they can choose their top three and then you can mix and match because you like we say oh you can do a horror game yeah but you can do gothic horror with, with romantic subtones uh, with oppressive cosmic horror coming in over top right yeah. it's multi layered you're gonna be playing this game. For literally dozens of hours. Mm-hmm. So you can mix and match and bring stuff in and get subtle with it. So that's what I, uh, my suggestion is don't worry so much about making sure you're hitting the thematic points besides a pirate campaign has pirates. Yeah. Get off the pirate ship once in a while and go into a major city and do that. It'll be a breath of fresh air as long as you go back to being pirates mm-hmm. again. Yeah. Right? So it doesn't have to be a big deep thing. Most people won't think about theme. Most players won't. Right, the dungeon master is concerned with theme, but players, for the most part, are not. Unless they come with a, I had a player come and say, "Hey, I want to do a Viking theme." Well, yeah, sure, okay, uh, I, I'm into that. And now all I have to do now is just flavor their weapons to have Celtic designs. Um, and and there we go. Like I'm not, this helmet has horns. I'm not doing anything else except looking up pictures of Vikings. Yep. Right. So anyway, that's that's my uh, that's yeah. my answer. So I love that. Terry? What I would say, just a little bit different to you guys, and I agree with everything you said there, boringly so, I agree with everything you said, is I would put across to, to Tari, hi Tari, it's Daddy Noobs here, um, is that the world is, it's different now in that it used to be back in the day um, that you would sit down with a group of people, probably the only people that you know you play D&D with, and say, okay, what kind of campaign do you want to play? We have so many online resources now and, and ways to reach people that are still local using the power of the internet, the most amazing tool we've ever had at our fingertips, that if you are if you are completely set on a certain thing, you can create this thing and you can throw that idea out to the world and be like, hey, I have this thing that I want to do. Who would like to be a part of it? These two, for those of you at home, Antari. <laughs> I tried so hard, I tried so hard. <laughs> and I ignored them. No, gentlemen, which second most amazing which tool? Part was Sorry, at, at your fingertips. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. yeah, you blew, you blew right over it, and Dan, of course, just took, took a face full of it. So. <laughs> Adam referred to my semen on your face. It's not the first time. No, I that he's and referred. That he's referred, and it won't be the last. Anyways, continue your point, Terry. My You're point was. Point. We have a very old school way of thinking because typically nerds get kind of old school in their thinking. But if you have a theme that you really want to go for, build your thing, build it. They will come because you have the power of the internet where you can find a lot of people locally and you maybe you'll get to play with new people. You can, you can reach people very quickly. But your question was, where do I take inspiration for my themes from? I take a lot of it from history. Whatever you can think of doing to a person has already been done at some point. So if you wanted to dive into, into some history, again, use the internet. Adam's making yep. motions with his yep. fingers. No. Whatever you can think about doing to a person has already been done. Challenge accepted. Okay. <laughs> Stay away from me. So look into history. Stay away. Look into history because all the best stories are there. Now we have history from all different cultures from all the way around the world that you'll find something. You'll, you'll find some idea, cling to it, build on it, walk around with it in your head. Go to the gym with it, do whatever, and you'll build on it from there. But I take from history instead of taking inspiration from other people's made-up ideas. That's fantastic. Thank uh, you, Adam. And, and no, uh, honestly. And, and it sounded sarcastic. No, I, I legitimately mean that. That is fantastic. The other thing, too, just to kind of build on that, is every plot line has been done as well. It's already been done. Every theme has been done. And you're saying take from history. Uh, Shakespeare has hit every, every yep. date. So there's, historically speaking, 
Pick up one of his plays. Doesn't matter what it is. Read a synopsis of it if you're not a Shakespeare fan. Or watch the Baz Luhrmann version of it. You'll yeah. find something that you can use. And some of the most amazing... I know we're talking theme. We'll get to NPC. Some of the most amazing characters have already been done. With like yeah. Shakespeare, Dickens, all that stuff. If you're not into reading and text... Like I hate large amount of text. Uh, unless I'm really, really into it. I'm all about audiobooks and, and, and the spoken word. Um, you can still access his information audio style. Uh, but yeah. Okay. Next. Uh, next, uh, I just I just want to add one more quick thing of that. No, I said next, and I'm not the dungeon master, but I am assistant dungeon master. Oh, he claimed it. Well, I'm assistant to the assistant dungeon master. Oh, that so makes no, you... you assist the assistant dungeon master. You don't have a legitimate. Yeah, title. you're assistant to the assistant dungeon master. You're not an assistant. I can literally assistant. cut all of this, so you guys just sound like morons the entire time. So I have the true power, y'all, my bitches. So we need we need to learn how to edit. <laughs> No, it's my one no and way, only man. fucking that's go card. Go, that's how I go through life. I'll just be free balling it the whole time. <laughs> Anyways. Well, Anyways, no, uh, the one thing we haven't really mentioned is music. Uh, there's a lot of uh, music that could help inspire your theme and, and put you in the right headspace to write some interesting uh, thematic beats for your campaign. Find whatever that is. Adam, for our old campaign, our current campaign, you relied a lot on like the Westworld soundtrack. Which is fantastic. Um, you could rely on uh, Scandinavian yeah. like hair metal. Just get in Spotify right? or whatever, YouTube, yeah. and just search world music, and you're going to find some... You'll find just go something, down the right? Hole. Just go just down the rabbit go hole. Go down that rabbit, ho- uh, rabbit hole. Uh, feel I, free to I go. I just watched Midsummer. I caught that in theaters. Oh, I, I, a friend of mine is telling me to watch that. He says it's incredible. Um, uh, I'm, in collab. No, no spoilers. But their music was such a major factor. The Scandinavian music in it yeah. was such an amazing part of it. Cool. And it built dread in the sun, in the summer. Everything takes place during the daylight. Really? And, and it's still And, and still it's dreadful. Sense. And it's and I sat there as I'm watching it because I used to be a filmmaker. And I'm sitting there going, yeah, this movie wouldn't have half attention if it wasn't for the music. So yeah. it's so important. So You're right. As, as, as a musician, as someone who relies heavily on music in his day-to-day life to get through the day... Um, pull on your music Dan's and, a composer. and deep, uh, do a deep dive into your music to, to help build that frame of mind and help build your theme. I like it. Yeah. All right, so the next one is uh, NPC choices, guys. Where do we get our inspiration for NPC choices? Oh, let me roll on Let's this. Let's roll on this. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I got a 10. Oh, I can't forget. Who botched? Is that botched? Uh, that would be... Adam. Dan, Adam rolled Dan a knocked, natural one. Dan Your dice hadn't stopped rolling We, we yet. all decided to roll green dice today, which didn't work. All but right, but so I win with a 10. You win with a 10, yeah. Splendid. Um, I take my NPC inspiration. And on the last subject, when we talk about theme, I said... You're asking me to sit further back for the yeah, first time. Yeah, just a little ever. bit. Yeah. Sit further away from the microphone. Um, Hello. I, try, I honestly... I think D&D is all about exaggeration, right? So, Adam, I talked to you about the cities that you create, which is like an exaggeration of real-life things. The yeah. rope bridges are not 50 meters long. They're three miles long. You yeah, know, that sort it's, of stuff. it's a fantasy world. Have fantastical locations. Exactly. But I the same for me with NPCs. So don't get too bogged down on looking through books and movies and where can I find cool ideas from, just kind of piggybacking on other people's ideas. I promise you, all the greatest freaks and weirdos and most interesting people are already all around you. Look at your boss who you can't stand and exaggerate the hell out of who they are and, and that's your, your big bad. and or, or the assistant to the assistant to the big bad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're, no, you're, no. The person who assists the assistant to the big bad. You don't have a title. 
Um, or or your your best friend at work, that person you just cannot get through the day without, can be your familiar or can become that beloved NPC that the rest and of the world loves. Exaggerate. It's that it's that it, Wizard of Oz type of mentality. Yeah. Right. It's it's all of the people she already knew. Exaggerated. And and that's where I take my NPC character. Uh, I love the idea of going from. going to work on Monday and being like, I just played D anD D, and you were there, and you were there. <laughs> and <laughs> honestly, like yeah, we're laughing, but that's kind of what it's like when I come up with NPC ideas and character ideas. I'm like, I already know this person, or somebody's a little bit goofy, a little bit crazy, and they just become mega sociopathic. I, I can't wait to meet like Dan Volio in yeah. one of your campaigns, which is yeah. just obviously some. So man on a power trip with the with an audio device. Yep, exactly. Yep. So with with unlimited power, also really good air. Exactly. <laughs> well then. So I would say don't look. It's my one wish, guys. It's my one wish. Don't look too far externally, trying to piggyback up other people's ideas. I promise you, the core idea of who these people are—they're already close to you. Those people that drive you crazy, those people that you love, those pets that you can't be without—they're yeah. already there. Just exaggerate them and yeah. uh, make them warlocks. <laughs> uh, I was actually uh, my answer to the question was going to be similar, like, um, but I was going to go more towards like the the bad guy side of thing. Like, you bring your friends on as NPCs, you bring these people that you recognize, uh, or bring and, your best friend if they're savage, make them yeah, the big bad, or or just real life, like bring celebrities into your game in some way, shape, or form. If if you've got a group of people that really like pop culture, bring these people in that are absolute idiots. Have that one guy that interrupts everyone. There's your Kanye West, right? Like, do something along those lines. But uh, I was going to really go towards... Uh, I have a very frustrating job in a very frustrating industry of construction. Is it a podcast with two people that constantly... No, you guys are nothing compared to the to the garbage... You're nothing, I go, you piece of shit. <laughs> compared to the garbage I have to go through on a day-to-day basis in the construction industry. So... I find a lot of my big bads that I sit back and watch my party gleefully murder yeah. are people that I incur- I encounter in my day. And we call that therapy. And, and it's 100% <laughs> cathartic, right? Like, yeah. if there's someone that's really pissing you off, they go in the game, right? Uh, and if there's someone that uh, you know has pissed off one of your friends, put them in the game and it'll be cathartic to them, right? Even if you're varying degrees of subtle about it, it'll still go over well. Funny, Adam. What's up? Adam, you already did this to us. I've killed him in my game like Our five times. Our big bad came from a place for a person that was seriously annoying us. No, and frustrating it, it, us. An old player that used to play with us ended up becoming like, become the yeah, big bad thing. His character died and then became the, the, yeah. a lich. Yeah. So Absolutely. Go. I want everybody to just have a, an emotional look. Make your big bad, and if you want everyone to be emotionally invested, make them obviously someone that everyone already hates. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> is it my turn? Yes. Yes, All right. it is. Uh, so for NPC choices, um, you guys talked about uh, where to find your NPCs, but I'm going to talk about how to run them for a sec. Because I want to talk about um, the fact that no NPC survives contact with the party. Right? Even if the NPC lives through it, they will be radically different than the way that you expect them to be. So the thing that I do, I run pretty complex NPCs. You really do, yeah. Um, and it's very, very simple. I just know the very first motivation that they have. We talked about that in the first place um, on previous um, episodes. Knowing the character's motivation is very simple because it's it's a merchant. It wants to sell you things. And then I give them a secondary one. Also, don't go in the back. This is an immediate thing. And then I do another one, which is uh, don't bring up my wife. And that's it. 
So there are there is something that we're currently interacting about. If they dig deeper, I'm going to start dropping hints about don't go in the back. I'm not sure why. Maybe they just have a pet tiger, right? It could be anything that is going to be uh, memorable that I'm going to come up with on the fly, but it adds an extra level of, of intrigue to the character. And then I know that don't bring up my wife because the tiger is my wife. She got true polymorphed, and I don't know how to get her back to it, right? So, and that's it. This is something that's memorable. Now yeah, that's you, what you do is you always go the extra level. Yeah. You, it's Because you, it's the why, why, why. And, and, but it's not... That's not complicated. It looks complicated to people who are trying to figure out what's going on. They walk in and there's somebody who's like in your face and doesn't want you in the back half of the store. And like, oh, you want the swords in the back? Hold on, you stay here. I'll go get them for you. And they like struggle to bring this this like weapons rack over to drag it across the linoleum floor. And the whole way because... Oh, that's just Red Wall. <laughs> <laughs> because they uh, they don't want you in the back where you're going to hear the roar. And if someone does go back there, the rogue's like, you know what? I'm going to go rob the register. There's going to be a roar coming from the back room. There's these levels of intrigue. All I did was just come up with on the fly... Here we go. Here are three really simple basic things that run each person. Because everybody's complex. Yeah. Right? I don't need to go into 8,000 levels. I only need three. Most players only have one. My my drow assassin is deep and dark. Mm. Why? Shut up. Yeah. He just is. Yeah. Right? And if players are only going to that level, you going three levels deep is going to blow the freaking minds. And yeah. so that's that's what I would suggest as far as your NPCs. And don't be afraid to grab the playable characters. And the ones that you think should be playable characters that aren't, like a Duragar. We don't really have a stat block for Duragar to be a player, but why not? Yeah. Like, with it, you, these with are intelligent creatures with societies of their own. Grab an NPC that they're not expecting to see. Mm-hmm. Mind flayers have a society. Drop one in a city, right? And he's not evil for whatever reason, or he's totally evil, but he's biding his time for whatever reason. Yeah. And and there you go. What are, what are the three things that they want? And then you're good. Mm-hmm. So, uh, this that anything you want to add? No, nope. guys, we good to no, go. No, I think. Th- well, I say no, and then I say it, but uh, no, but. Yep. Um, I think you're right. very Canadian. Stop about calling it. me a but. <laughs> <laughs> you're right, and that it doesn't have to be mind blowing. Like the NPCs and the situations that come up, people aren't like, "Oh my god, remember that time we got that shopkeeper and he had that tattoo? They just said he got back in the war, and then he had this tiger. It was actually well." And they're not yeah. going. It's not a Bible long thing. They're just going. Do you remember that time that shopkeeper had that tiger in the back, and it ended up being his wife? That's as far as it goes. It doesn't yeah. need to be crazy deep yeah. with all this stuff that they'll probably never find out. Yeah, exactly. And if they don't use it, that's easy. I've got another thing about don't ask about my wife on the next guy, too. I have no idea what that shit is yet. Yeah. But I'll get there because I am able to kind of drag that out a little bit. As they're going, well, how much money can I get for six goblin skulls? I'm sitting in my head going, well, the answer is 60 gold pieces because Mm -hmm. they hate goblins in this town. But I'm going to pretend to counter my fingers while I go, this guy, this guy is a cannibal. And, And he likes to eat... He likes to eat fingers, right? I'm just like coming up and shit off the top of my head while while this is going on, and I'm stalling because I already have the answer yeah. to something else. So don't be afraid to go deep with this, I guess, yeah. I guess is my point. So the last thing is, uh, let's roll one more time uh, for storylines. Where do you get your story ideas lines. for Can we go... Never mind, Dan. Sorry. I had an idea. <coughs> I didn't move because I used Dan's to block mine. Mine was that we should go one, two, three, roll, or give each other the nod, then roll. So we get out of this habit of bopping each other's balls all the time. I think we should all get separate dice boxes. I don't know. I, I enjoy bopping your guys' balls. <sighs> T- 
Terry, you're first. Thanks. Oh, shit. Storylines. Uh, 19. And what are we on, sorry? Storylines. Story Where do you lines. get your, your inspiration for storylines? Okay. Um, storylines. Like we say, every plot has already been done. So I would say don't beat yourself up too much about coming up with an original plot. Choose an existing plot idea and then find some way to put your own... I don't like the term put your own spin on it, but make it but make it interesting. Believe me, whatever you come up with has already been done. It's already been done. Um, and again, go back in history. That'll, that'll always kind of help um, to find things that, that are going to work well because history is compelling. If it's written in a history book, people find it interesting as opposed to that movie that only some people kind of like and not everybody's into Hobbs and Shaw because they were off watching another movie that weekend or whatever. Um, but don't beat yourself up too much about plot lines but find something that's already happened that you like and put your own spin on it using the NPC idea that I gave you earlier or the other guys gave you and the theme ideas. So inspiration for storylines, history. I go to history all the time. I know it's the same answer, but that's honestly where I go. All the best things have already happened. Yep. That seems like a really boring answer, but that's the truth. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I... I I guess. It just, it really is. Original plots, every, all plots have already been done and all the best stories have already happened. So go way, and I mean way back in history. Like you can look at the, the, the ancient cultures or read old literature or listen to the audiobooks that people haven't visited in a long time because I promise you all of the new generation right now won't know, uh, the Chaucer's tales or whatever, you know? So. Yeah, I'm going to expand on what you're talking about with history for my answer here. Yeah, absolutely. But I'm going to spin it a little bit. I'm going to put my own spin on what you did because what you did already happened like and I'm going to take that. Not, gonna... Oh, sorry. It's not put my own spin. That's not the phrase I like. It's with a twist. When people say... It's this with a twist. I've, I've got... I've made... And it comes from food. When people are like, it's an old traditional English dish. And I'll go, yes. And they'll go, with a twist. And I'll go, fuck. <laughs> it's full of mayonnaise. <laughs> it's a regular hot dog, but we've chopped it up. <laughs> it's it's, it's a, a hot dog a la carte. It's called a hot dog bowl. Everyone's doing it. We're all like we're all eating bowls these days. And there's an obscene amount of avocado on it, right? Like, um, okay, so no, uh, my answer is if you want to find a cool storyline that you don't want that you don't think anybody else seen, it's already been done. Dig into previous myths, mm. and because there's. Nobody knows the 12 trials of Hercules. No. Right? And there's some good shit in there. I mean, okay, Dan's like, I know them, but you are a nobody, and I just said that. I don't so, know them all. Like, uh, Medusa. I know something about a was lion. Not, was not one of them. Exactly. So I don't even know him. I'm just coming up with what I think is right. Um, but the thing that I'm thinking of is the true grim fairy tales. Go get one of those yeah. big tomes of the Grimm's fairy tales. Oh, where and, they're like horrific yeah, and terrifying. Where, where, because they all got fucking monsters. And half the time, those monsters are hags or dire bears yep. or wolves, right? And that's what it is. But when you start to dig into them and you realize that, hey, this witch could be a Rakshasa, right? Or this deal with Rumpelstiltskin could have been an imp, mm. right? And you can start to pull and flavor it a little bit differently. Um, and... They may recognize that this is a Rumpelstiltskin thing, but who doesn't want to lop that little fucker's head off, yeah, right? And, and so, also not always, right? Because you said it could be an imp or it could be a freaking dragon. Yeah. Exactly. Then it's less easy to spot. Um, but if you want to go completely original, look, we are all stupid in the Western world about the Eastern world. And they have better, weirder, more fucked up myths and stories and... Go to Japan. Go to go to mainland China. Go to, find the Vietnamese horror stories, like their ghost stories and shit. It's 
goddamn bonkers. Yeah. I think it is, there's one in Japan where the monster is just a man. Uh, no, it's a woman. And she's sitting there and she's completely normal until she turns around, bends over, spreads her ass cheek, does an eyeball where her anus is, and she wants to try to eat you with her vagina mouth. That is a real monster out of that lore. There's nothing like that in D&D. But my God, how fucking bizarre from, like, the oh, far the realms, yeah. right? Yeah. And, like, like even, that's a even go further, like, there, you could find a deep wealth in um, If you go Iran. further than the East, then you just come back to West. No, no, no. Yeah, like, well, you go towards, like, the Middle East and whatnot. And, like, you go into the Iranian uh If you're doing genies, and, why aren't you? Right? Yeah, right? Not even just genies. Like, you don't have to be, you know, Prince Ali, mighty as he, right? You, you, you don't have to be that on the nose about it. You can do the whole, uh, go into Iraq, go into Iran, go into, uh, Saudi Arabia, go into, like, ancient Muslim lore. This is uh, something I was gonna bring up. The Bible is a great source of weird stories, right? Yeah. So, read the Old Testament, read Judges in the Old Testament, and you're gonna have some fun. Read, uh, Ezekiel and, uh, Isaiah, and just read through some of the prophecies of these guys, and, Pull on the weird, twisted acid trips that these guys go on. How many listeners do you think just heard Dan say Ezekiel went to try to find the Pulp Fiction quote <laughs> in the Bible? Yeah, but you're right. There's a lot of fucked up shit. There is, right? And, and like, uh, I was going to bring this up on my turn is like, dive into religion, dive into religious texts. Well, right at the end, to, go to Revelations. That's all the best stuff. Yeah, well, it really, truly oh, is fun too, right? Well, and that was all written for like, a crazy guy on an island. If you, okay, weird. Um, but if you want a, a like, corrupt king or a corrupt ruling class the freaking old testament is full of that shit mm -hmm. you're always wondering okay what is this king going to look like and how's it going to be different than the previous ones i mean there are so many yep. freaking weird kings and, and dynasties and yep. shit all the way through the bible read read judges read yep. uh read numbers read well numbers and, it's, isn't that good, it's, but. and so when we're saying don't be so on the nose about it remember that we're taking the stories from the king the king doesn't need to be human like it's not exactly that, it yeah. can be a mind flayer, or a demon yep. lord, or a bullywug yeah. chief. Or yeah. it could, and put a twist on it. Or it could be a human with a demon in his ear, right? Like, exactly. not talking to him in secret. So, but where do you get your starting place from? I think we've answered that. Like, yeah. Where do you where do you start from, and, and how do you expand? Yeah, and you guys expanded. What I, well, I said history, but you were right, Adam, to go mythology for sure, and then, Dan, theology? Theology, yeah. Yes, I got all of the ologies correct. Yeah. Also, sociology. But that brings us back to fiction. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Bunch of people are getting hey, mad right honestly, now and writing. No, dude, I drive past the sociology. The, uh, no, did I say sociology? You said sociology. You mean Scientology. Oh, my sociology God. Is, I, uh, what point are you making here, man? Dude, <laughs> the, so the study dumb. of people. I'm so okay. stupid sometimes. Internet. Hey, look, I'm sorry. Put your dicks away. I'm sorry I got the word wrong. Scientology. Hey, I drive past the Scientology church all the time by Google. I'm fascinated. I always look inside to see what's going on. Okay, no one wants to talk about Scientology. All no, right, no, uh, we don't want to get sued. So that's yeah. we're we're stopping. Yeah, we're stopping <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so I hope uh, Tari is that how you're saying it? Terry. Uh, oh well, it's no. with an A. So it's in my country. It's Terry. Terry. Okay. Terry like Harry Potter, and I am Terry like Berry or Cherry. So Terry. Okay. So. At Terry underscore waves underscore A-N-2-0. And that Terry was T-A-R-I. Uh, I hope that we answered some of your questions. Uh, I hope this has been informative for everybody. And I hope that uh, Dan doesn't edit out all of the gold that Terry and I have said. 
if this feels a little bit choppy and strange, you can blame Dan and ask for the full cut. Dan, you're just going to throw me under the bus like that? Just like that, Just bitch. like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, like, like people can tell where my expertly placed cuts are. Terry, um, we love you. And, and yes, we do. And we really keep do. Keep yeah. what you're doing, girl. And we love the All Natural 20s, so if you don't follow them yet, you should. Because they're fantastic. So, is there any final thoughts, guys, before we move on? Yeah, DM me. What? What? Huh? <laughs> All right. So, he, w- he would like you to be his dungeon master. That didn't make it better. That made it worse. <laughs> that made it a bit better. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, uh, this has been a special episode of uh, the It's a Mimic podcast. You can find us at It's a Mimic on Instagram or at It's a Mimic D&D on Twitter. We're on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify. Give us a whole bunch of likes. Give us a whole bunch of reviews. Follow, subscribe. Tell your friends. Tell your parents. Tell your children. Even if they're too young, get build them a YouTube account and sign up. Subscribe. We, yeah. we, we love to hear from you. Um, so hit us up with the comments and let us know uh, if you had any other further thoughts beyond uh, where we were with this mythology and history and, and pop culture and, and inspirations. Dan, something else you'd like to add? I'm just saying, like we mentioned, like we, we when we were mentioning mythology, we brought up like Hercules, uh, like we brought up the Roman and the Greek. Dive into Celtic mythology. Dive into Scandinavian mythology. Yeah. Dive into like ancient, uh, like, uh, French you know the thing where Spanish I was just, like, wrapping up this episode. I know I'm excited about this subject. Like I love mythology and theology. I'm sorry. Yeah, but he just ended the episode. And now not it's quite. Awkward. He asked one more question. Now how do we end? Thanks. Ugh. Thank you for listening to It's a Mimic. Check us out online at itsamimic.com or on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Have questions you would like answered by the guys on the show? Send them an email to itsamimic at gmail.com. Tune in every Tuesday for more.